Hey guys, welcome back to Tapping Into Crypto, the podcast for all things crypto, whether you're a beginner, a Bitcoin veteran, or just crypto curious. I'm your host, Pav, with me, Tommy, and today we're joined by a special guest, uh, Mr. Todd Pierce. G'day, Todd. Hey, pleasure to be here with you fine gentlemen. Welcome, Toddy. Mate, I guess just to kick things off, it'd be good to just hear a little bit about, about who is Todd Pierce and I guess the um, company that you find yourself operating and running, Be For Real yep. Property. Uh, could you give us a bit of an overview of what you're all about and how you got to where you are? Cool. So as the gentleman said before, my name is Todd Pierce. The company I am involved with is Be For Real. And, you know, as the name Semi suggests, we're all about, you know, blockchain, Web3 and the integrations directly with real estate. So it's a, a pretty exciting space. My background, I've been heavily involved in sales and marketing and got leadership development, capital raising, software dev and stuff like that for the last decade or so. And, you know, I've had various encounters over the years with the uh, the Web3 space, specifically Bitcoin. One of my old business partners was a, you know, it's funny when, when you look at Bitcoin maximalism, right? Some people, some people think it's binary, right? You're either a maxi or you're not. I tend to have the thought that it's like a spectrum. And, you know, me, I'm probably 80% maxi. On the spectrum, I, I think. I think it's safe to say all three of us are probably on the spectrum. Yeah. 100%. Well, my, my ex-business partner, he's like the maxi of maxi, right? So he kind of introduced me to Bitcoin around that 2015, 16 time. So I think back then Bitcoin was sitting around $900 per coin. And it's one of those stories every single person has where your friend said, hey, buy some Bitcoins and you didn't. And then you kick yourself later. Because, you know, mm. I had plenty of capital back then to buy it, but I just didn't appreciate it back then. But is it safe to say, Todd, that Bitcoin was your first crypto purchase in that case? Oh, yes, it was. What was your last crypto purchase? Do you Bitcoin. mind sharing? Bitcoin was the first and Bitcoin was the last. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've only ever held Bitcoin and Litecoin. So That's there you it. go. So there's your 80% spectrum is, is unveiling itself very, very quickly there, which is awesome. <laughs> Good work. Nice. Sorry to, um, sorry to um, disturb you. I, I apologize. I also bought some other random token two years ago that I can't remember even the name of. It was just like, you know. Oh, it was a good sign of an investment. You can't remember the name, but. A punt. Yeah, it's best. Absolutely. <laughs> it's best, best to erase those from the memory I found personally. Yeah. So. Hundred percent, but um, yeah, it's it's been interesting, right? So now I kind of find myself in a position where we're working in the real estate space, and um, it's really freaking exciting because you know if you look right here in Australia right now, like you know it's the Australian dream, right? Everybody wants to own a home, but when you look at the statistics, the fact is that you know a lot of people are concerned about being able to actually afford to make a purchase. I think from memory, it was about 90% of millennials think that they're not going to be able to afford to buy a home. 86% of Gen Xs and 64% of boomers all think that affordability is going to impact them in a negative way in regards to getting into a house. So, you know, from where we stand and what we're doing with Be For Real, we really do see some really nice elegant integrations with Web3 blockchain crypto to, to fix some of these problems, right? Make things more affordable, help people get into homes faster, and obviously build a wealth portfolio. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's super interesting what you guys are doing. And it's, you know, like I mentioned before we jumped on the podcast, I've, you know, seen your kind of presentation, Todd, a couple of times now, and you bring a lot of energy to the space. And it's also, like you mentioned, something that's really, really close to the hearts of Aussies. Everybody wants to get on that property ladder as soon as they can. And it's it's getting harder and harder every day, I suppose, for, for many of the, you know, average Australians to get exposure. And I guess what you guys are doing at Be For Real is giving people a kind of a new option mm. of, you know, collateral and a new option of getting started there. And uh, I guess I know you've, you've impacted a little bit of it there to start off, but how did the be for real, I guess, idea come to be? 
Yeah. So, you know, we're part of a larger brand of companies called PIM. And um, the parent company has been involved in both commercial and, and residential real estate for coming up to 30 years now. So I think over the last four years, we've been transacting or brokering roughly a billion, just under a billion dollars worth of transactions per year for the last three to four years. So we've got a lot of experience when it comes to real estate sales in and of itself. But you know, we've also been doing alternative lending for about 20 years as well, helping people find unique ways to have deposits ready for purchases and to finance their buys. So I guess for us as a company, it was more so about, you know, we've already been doing this for quite some time. Now it's really about, wow, there's this great new age tech available. There's this whole new ecosystem, a new way for people to get involved. How can we merge the two? And I think that does create a big point of difference between us and your regular startup is that we're actually coming into this with 30 years worth of networks and commercial partnerships that we can make this work. And um, I think that's quite important. Yeah, that, that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, for the listener at home, that you know, this sounds all great too. How would you say tokenization and blockchain has impacted the way you guys, like what has that enabled for you exactly to be able to do different? Yeah, well, look, when we looked at the space, we identified two core problems, right? And the initial problem that you've got, if you look at the retail side, is you've got the problem with people being able to afford to get into a home, right? So look, if you look at Australia alone, there are people that own a property and there are people that own plenty of properties, right? They've got investment properties, in fact. And like, that's not necessarily you know, the, the person that's going to get benefit from something like fractionalized ownership directly, right? You know, they've already got their finances in order, but you've got a large cohort of people that simply are struggling just to get the funds they need, just to get a deposit, to get a low value property, right? Or, you know, they can't even purchase something close to the capital or they have to go really far out just to get a house that's affordable for them, right? So, you know, what we see in regards to tokenization and blockchain is being able to break down that affordability problem, right? By, you know, number one, giving people an alternative way to generate funds, right? So, you know, DeFi is fantastic for that. Alternative income streams to obviously have the funds for deposit. But the next way is taking a property and effectively tokenizing that property. And instead of you having to come up with $500,000 to buy something, what if you can put aside an extra you know, $100 a week and invest that into a tokenized property portfolio and then start to generate a wealth portfolio that's effectively represented in real estate, which is the most stable asset class in history? So that's that's the first way. The second problem that we identified is that you've got an appetite. So from March this year, when we really started to bring this idea to market and started to branch out through our commercial networks, I've spoken to, I think, maybe 100, 200 real estate agents from like just your regular agent up to like the principal of the agencies. And what I found is that eight out of 10 of them, They've got an appetite for crypto and things that are involving blockchain, right? But, you know, eight out of 10 of those eight out of 10 don't want to learn it, right? So they, they want to get involved, but they're too busy or the learning curve appears to be too steep for them to go out of the way to learn how to do it. So there's two problems. You've got the real estate market that want to be involved, but don't really want to learn how to do it, or it seems too hard, so they try to avoid it. But then you've got the affordability problems. So that's where we're kind of stepping in to fix both those problems. So we take care of the, the complicated, tricky stuff for the agents and the agencies, and we are creating a vehicle for people to, to be able to afford to get into real estate easier. Yeah, nice. So, I mean, quite simply, it's just instead of buying a whole house, you're dollar cost averaging into a property almost. Yeah, correct. Yeah, cool. 
Yeah, just one of the things here, I, you know, I've been thinking about it a fair bit since we met as well, Todd, is like, you know, I know you guys kind of recently launched and I guess what's the uptake been like? You've got a, a tokenized like crowdfunding option, like how's the uptake been? What are How are people responding to this, I guess, so far? Uh, look, the response has been really good and we haven't really been pushing this out from a retail perspective very much at all. We've been really, I guess... Between March and now has been a lot of education, to be completely honest, because there's a significant knowledge gap when it comes to, you know, the world of Web3 and the traditional world of real estate. And it's really been like, for example, I've just finished a three-week training series with the guys from Century 21. And um, that was a, a clear example, right? Yep huge interest, but a lot of people just, they don't get it. So it's just, there's this real education piece that's going on. And that's been our focus for the last, you know, six months. It's been educating the real estate agent side of the market. And now that they're kind of a lot more, I guess, what do you say, educated and aware of how to, to do it right and the opportunity, we're now starting to turn our attention across to the retail side. And I think, you know, the biggest, I guess, positive response or more so like an observable metric that we got was just the Australian crypto convention. Like that that was literally us basically pulling up our skirt and showing the crypto world what we've got, right? And um, they loved it. And that was like the, the buyers, right? That's the people that want to buy real estate. They want to take their crypto and not sell their crypto. They still want to buy a house. And like you, you saw our booth, right? SwiftX was right beside us. And I think day one, from 9.30 to 2 p.m., we were no rest. It was freaking insane. So to answer the question, in short, yes, the response has been phenomenal. That's awesome, Matt. I mean, yeah, I guess there's two things there for me. It's like, who's your target customer or like, who is that perfect customer for you guys? And then also, I guess, just highlighting there's real incentive for the likes of Century 21 and these types of companies to like partner with you guys as well, right? Because you guys are going to bring them or you're opening doors for them that they don't have open at the moment and, and bringing essentially a new type of client to market. So who is that client, um, you know, in your perspective? Yeah. You know, what's the benefit to someone like Century 21? It's you're tapping into a, a previously untapped demographic of buyers, right? That's that's what you're doing for them. What what, what do agents want? What do developers want? They want to move stock. So effectively, what we're, we're doing is we're creating a bridge between them and a pool of buyers to purchase their stock. So they're all for it, right? And when you look at who the buyer is, and this is an interesting question, right? Because there are people, and and we saw this from the expo, there are quite a lot of people that have got quite a bit of crypto wealth. Like we had lots come through, like I've got this much crypto, I want to buy property, but I don't want to sell my crypto. And we'll talk about that in a second, what we're doing with our lending. But like, that's the first little piece there. So we're effectively helping people that have got crypto wealth to get into property without selling their crypto, which is obviously important, right? Especially if you're a Mac. That's the beautiful thing, Matt. That's the, that's the magic. That's the magic sauce for me, you know. Look at uh, probably more from a personal perspective is like, you know, everybody wants to get some property. I'm definitely one of those as well. And, you know, I got some crypto. It's like, how do we unpack this now for people? How do we show them the door, right? This is the track you need to go down. If you have that crypto, you are looking at that property, looking to build a property portfolio. You know, we're all about diversification, property, mm. crypto, equities, whatever else, commodities, whatever else you get into. So I guess... What's the first step someone can take there? Pav, sorry, I'm going a little bit off track, but then let's get into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. It's all good. Yeah, look, so, you know, I think there's two parts to why you don't want to sell your crypto, right? So you've got the, 
I don't know what you could say, like the commodity crypto person, right? They're just in it for the ride. They don't really care about the ethos. You know, that kind of person there, why do they not want to sell their crypto? Because they don't, they don't want to get a CGT event, right? Yep. Capital gains tax. Now, then you've got the other side of the equation, which I think you, myself, and, and Pav probably uh, are sitting on, which, you know, we, we also believe in the ethos, right? Which is sovereign control of your money, you know, having an asset that's going to obviously grow in value, but also protect me from, I guess, overreaching authorities, if you would. We, we, we don't go Look too what's far happening with currencies at the moment. Everything apart from the US <laughs> yeah. dollar is getting absolutely smashed, right? So, yeah, there's, oh, a, yeah. there's a case in point right there. <laughs> Correct. So, you know, and we're that kind of person, right, that that wants to be able to expand our wealth, not just for ourselves, but for our families and the people that we care about. You know, everybody wants a home. So, you know, if we go, I guess, meta and we look high level about what we're doing, right? So we've got the developers and the real estate partners, right? So we've got no problem with stock. We've already got 25,000 plus listings committed to our platform per year from our development partners, right? And that's like, early on. So that'll only grow as time goes by. Then we've got the staking program, which we can talk about a bit later on. That's specifically designed to help people effectively earn be for real credit tokens to spend directly on property, right? That brings up the, the cost of your property down so you can get in there faster. And then the third chunk, which is like, Jesus, okay, this is all great, but we don't want to sell our crypto. And we've been trying to figure out how to flip and do this since March, right? And we finally got it across the line just before the expo two weeks ago. We've now got in place a lending product, which allows you to effectively only put up 20% of the property's value with your crypto. There's nothing else like that in the world. Milo Credit in the US, they require you to put 100% of the property's value up in crypto as collateral. Your crypto is locked up for 25 years. Our product, 20% of the property's value and your crypto is locked up for four years. After that, you've got a regular mortgage paying it off, right? So they're the three pace pieces that make it work, right? You've got the lending, you've got the piece that allows people to generate funds faster to buy, and then you've got all the commercial networks that give you the stock. That's uh yeah, I mean that concept I love it. And I'm pretty big on the CGT event issue within crypto. There's a lot of yeah. businesses pushing forward with, you know, pay with your crypto, use a card, these kind of things where people don't actually realize a lot of the time they're incurring CGT event almost on every purchase, right? So it's cool, it's fast, it's sexy, but does it actually benefit you in, at the end point? Are you actually benefiting from spending your crypto on? You know, if we want mass adoption like we're all trying to, you know, we're here for, that's for me, not a problem being solved at the moment. So, yeah, man, exactly. de- definitely on board with with the way you guys have designed it. It sounds sounds awesome. What what are the cryptocurrencies that you guys would uh, like accept today? I'm not sure this probably de- develops and and uh, evolves over time. But what cryptos are you guys accepting as collateral today? At the moment, it is Bitcoin, ETH from memory, Litecoin and USDC from memory. Don't quote me, guys. Yeah. It's on our beforfinance.digital website. You can go there and see all the details of terms and conditions. Um, but it's four big ones right now. I'll quote you, Matt. Don't worry. Yeah. You've been quoted right now. <laughs> <laughs> Typing it as you speak. <laughs> I mean, I share a similar sentiment. Like, I think this is amazing. I just hear that there's this sort of innovation coming. Like you're just taking something that already existed, repackaging it for the purposes of the crypto heads that are out there. I know a lot of, I guess, issues around crypto is around that whole security piece. So what does it look like when a person gets into this sort of tokenized properties space? Can they sort of self-custody it? Like, 
you know, how someone might, might move Bitcoin to a ledger or is it, what does that sort of landscape look like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in respect to our, our pipeline, right, in, in regards to development. So right now, our, our lending's live. So you can right now, if you've got crypto, you want to diversify into, into property without selling your asset, we can do that right now. We've got a billion dollars worth of capital in tranche one that's ready to go. So that's live. Just a lazy, um, just a lazy billion sitting in there. Just a lazy billion. Just, 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 <laughs> a, lazy, just a lazy billion, yeah. So that's there and it's, it's ready to go. We are doing our first... STO, security token offering for a tokenized property uh, in November. That's for wholesale investors only, so accredited investors. In Q1 is when we're looking to do our first retail push, so for non-accredited investors into a, a fractionalized property portfolio. So in respect to how it works, and this is important, I had this question, I think a million times, not really, probably like maybe 500 times at the expo, people came up and said, geez, Todd, what's on chain? And um, what about, you know, titles of ownership and, and stuff like that? And I think it's important to put ourselves in the right context, right? The United States have got different rules to us when it comes to property. So it's much less difficult to put the, you know, title of ownership or the deed on chain in the States and effectively represent present it as an NFT. In fact, there are a number of projects over there that do something like that. However, that doesn't translate to Europe and Australia and other countries as easily. So at the moment, the way that effectively tokenization for property works here is effectively you've got, you know, what you're tokenizing is the rights to a certain thing. So it might be right to governance. It might be rights to income or something like that in respect to a property or a portfolio of properties. And effectively, the way that it works is your token, right? So you take a property, you've got a company, and effectively, you're tokenizing the shares in the company, and that has some sort of connection to the, the underlying asset, if you would. So that's effectively what you're doing right now with the fractional piece in Australia. And I had this question a number of times, you know, how soon until we will be able to tokenize, you know, ownership level and put that on chain? And, you know, I typically tell people when I don't know, because I don't know. I don't know how soon that could happen in Australia just because of all the legislations and stuff like that. But what I can say is that at the expo, we had the new CEO of Blockchain Australia come up and chat to us. And um, she's looking to do some really cool stuff. Effectively, she's wanting to have industry verticals at Blockchain Australia and basically have industry heads that will effectively give advice and you know push the government in the directions that we want to go. So she approached us. She loved what we're doing. And she said, you know, can you guys be the industry head for the real estate vertical with us? Obviously, we said, hell yes. Um, <laughs> absolutely. So look, we're going to be looking to push legislation through that is advantageous for us crypto folk. But yeah, coming full circle in respect to security, you know, it depends what it's built on because there's different chains. For example, there's Polymath. So Polymath is a company in the United States they built a chain called Polymesh from memory, right. and it's specifically been built for security tokens, specifically like tokenized assets. So I think when it comes to rolling this out, like I think it's the ER721 ER token, that's like a standardized token for doing security offerings. And then if you use a good chain, you know, your security is pretty airtight. Yeah, that's definitely one that's going to be top of mind for a lot of people listening is like, what's the regulation around this? What are the regulators thinking? What decisions are made? What licensing are needed? And I'm assuming that a lot of this, like it, this is an innovative product, right? It's not something we've ever right. seen before, especially in Australia. So there is going to be, I guess, delays and there is going to be some, there are going to be regulation and, and policy that needs to be worked through to get it 
100 percent over the line but it's you know i have to commend you guys on, on what's happening over there these are the things that we want to be seeing and this is the real world use cases that we see really um, helping with that adoption piece of digital assets and everything else so it's um it's really really interesting on that regulation piece you know, it's funny, I'm like the more libertarian one in the group. Some other people in the business, they're more like traditional focus, right? So we've got some good connections with government and we've really taken the time over the last two years to have all the licenses in place that, you know, could be needed. So we've got AFSLs, we've got securities license, securities brokering licenses, we've got a managed investment scheme license. So like, we've got all the licenses in place that we need to be able to do this the right way. And as you just said, this is new. So we are really taking this as it comes and working very closely with our legal team and all the stuff that comes out from the government to make sure that we're ahead of the curve. And if possible, with the help of Blockchain Australia, pushing that regulation in the right way so that it works. Yeah, that's really cool. And I know you mentioned that the the first piece, I guess everyone uh, will be able to see is that lending come online first. What does that sort of look like? Obviously, <laughs> we've all been watching actively with the market moving in its ebbs and flows recently. So what's it sort of look like if there were, I guess, another sort of markdown within the market with that lending product? So, you know, it's it's standard as you would have with any kind of crypto loan. So at X percentage, you'd have a margin call. You'd be able to top up your crypto if it dropped below a certain value. Uh, but mm-hmm. all, all those details for anybody that is interested, I do invite them. Jump on beforfinance.digital. All the T's and C's in there. It's got the rates. It's got everything like that. But we're not just doing mortgages, right? We're doing personal loans that are crypto collateralized. And we're doing business loans too. And like you can get a business loan for as low as 4.95% interest over four years. Like that's, yeah, that's super amazing. sharp. Compare that with like an 18% business loan through like some private lender. Yeah, that's they're pretty good rates. Todd, Matt, I just want to, I guess, take to a bit of a real real life scenario. Let's say someone is in your ecosystem, they've got a property within your ecosystem. What's the kind of process look like for them if say they own 100% of the house? They want to tokenize that with you guys. Just take us through that like in a journey of what that process would look like if they want to like sell down some of the value in their property. And then also take us through, it's probably a bit of a follow-on, but take us through that credit piece that you mentioned around staking and everything else, how that works, because that's really, really cool. Yeah, yeah. First and foremost, I like to be straight up with everyone from the start. So this piece will not be live for the average person until next year. So I just want to set that from, from the start, right? And then the second thing, so I had this question a lot of times at the expo as well, you know, what people that need to remember if they are thinking about tokenizing a property, and I had probably 50, maybe 60 people ask me this question at the expo. I always said to them, first and foremost, why are you tokenizing it, right? And it's my or belief when it comes to blockchain too, you know, it's the whole thing. Every The dot-com boom happened. Everything was like a website. Everything was like that. Blockchain happened. Everything, let's put everything on chain. Not everything on chain makes sense. Yeah. So I, I think what's important before I answer the question is what's the reason for wanting to tokenize a property and does it make sense? Would it make more sense just to refinance your mortgage to do those renovations? Number one. Then if you were to tokenize a property, what you have to remember is effectively, if you tokenize it and you effectively want to do a crowd sale to generate some funds, and you know, typically if you're going to generate funds, it's going to be to acquire new stock or to do renovations to improve the value of your existing stock. So what you'd have to do is you'd have to basically come up with a plan. And like, you know, when we get to this, if we get to this 
level of tokenization, right? You know, tokenizing individuals' properties. You know, you have to come up with a plan. Why are people investing in it? What's the expected costs? What's the expected return? Effectively, make it a prospectus, right? Why should I invest into your property? What's it going to give me? Because that's going to be the reason why people buy. So regarding the process, you know, effectively, you would take that property, you as a person in the existing structure right now, to the best of my understanding, is you as an individual would have to take your property and most likely put it into a, a corporate structure, right? So then you have to do like an STO, so because they're securities, so you have to do a security token offering. And yeah, it's it's a tedious process just for people doing it once off right now. My forecast is that as we do more and more of these, I think the whole process will become streamlined. But at the moment, it's relatively complex. I think part of the challenge like I think individual is house. for you guys to simplify that too, right? And it's it's ripe for disruption. That brings me to a story that Pav and I would probably be uh, pretty familiar with a, an ex-colleague of ours that you know bought a property wanted more Bitcoin <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, and actually yeah. decided to, you know, the only option at the time was to sell the property, right? And then acquire more Bitcoin, whereas potentially be for real with what you guys are doing, you could, you know, take 20% of your property out in Bitcoin at the, you know, market lows. If that's just on a paint a perfect scenario, you you get collateral on your house in, in an asset that you do believe in and that you see appreciating over time. And that kind of a use case, I think, would get a lot of people excited. Absolutely, yeah. I wanted to sell my car at that same time, but I didn't. How many Bitcoin would you have got for your car at that stage, Pav? Uh, that would have got me, I think, that was when Bitcoin was about 8K. Oh. I think I only got two, yeah. <sighs> I don't like remembering back to when it was so low. Yeah. See, always, I've always got like that, not fear of missing out, it's the, the opposite of fear of missed out <laughs> <laughs> for, not, for not buying more. Matt, that's it. Yeah. Matt, and can you could you touch on Todd as well? I mentioned before, you know, the kind of the high level staking process that you guys plan to build as well. Yeah. So look, our staking actually will be live. I think we passed all of our Quill's uh, security audits. They came back and said it's all got the tick of approval, smart contracts, and all that kind of good stuff. So buy contracts live, staking contract is now live, and the actual page that houses all that should hopefully be live by the end of the day, which is good news. But effectively, the way that it works is because we've got large commercial networks, we've got like connections with the top 100 tier one developers here in Australia. And effectively, what we've been able to negotiate with them is for them to accept, not not all of them, by the way, we've, we've got about five or six that have accepted so far, but they already have like got thousands and thousands of properties that you can spend these tokens on. But effectively, what we have done is negotiated with them for them to accept our tokens at the price of a dollar. So effectively, what you can do, and this becomes very interesting, it's kind of it's kind of like a pseudo stablecoin in that it's always worth a dollar, but the thing that gives it its value, our B4RC token, is that you can always spend it at the price of a dollar with our property developers. In effect, creating like a pseudo property back, you know, stablecoin. But um, anyway, the way that it works is effectively you can stake our B for real token and you can generate roughly a 20% yield, right? You can take those tokens and you can spend them directly with the property developers. So literally buying their stock and getting a real world property. So that's like the short 30-second explanation. And you have a EFI accelerator as well. I know you, I, I got very excited when I heard you t- telling the story about this at the event, Matt. I thought it was epic. Just like, again, a quick, very quick high level on how that works. 
Yeah. So you've got the basic version, which is generating B for real credit tokens that are worth a dollar to spend directly with developers on their property stock. Then what we're building in conjunction with the boys over at Gravity Finance, and if you haven't checked them out there, they're pretty cool. Mm. They've created what's called Gravity Silos. Now, you know, the easiest way to explain this is, you know, imagine the most sophisticated trading bot that you could and put that bad boy on steroids and now you've got the the gravity silo, right? So it's epic. It's really cool. They've got a saying, if, if you can imagine it, we can automate it. So we are working very closely with them to build out, what, what you can build with these silos are strategies that are rinse and repeat and you can make them as granular and specific as you like or as abstract as you like. So what we're building with them is a strategy that effectively allows you. So when you send your B for real tokens to the staking contract, effectively what that does is that generates you a yield at say 20%. That spits out your B for real credit token. That's the first part. Then it also mints some XBear that goes across to the silo that then performs its protocol, right? So lending and then staking, all that kind of good stuff. And it spits out a yield. Now that's all pretty generic, right? You know, you, you do some lending and you do some staking and boom, you generate a yield. Where it gets cool, and this is going to have a deep integration with our fractionalized ownership uh, system, is you will be able to take, well, not you, the silo, because it's all automated. The yield will then get invested automatically into a fractionalized property portfolio, which then can start to generate yields. We can then get the silo to take that yield and reinvest that back into the silo. That adds more to the lending, adds more to the staking, spits out even more yields. And that can just run on autopilot. And this is like you tapping into the law of compounding returns because literally the silo just runs this on autopilot. And the cool thing about the silo is that it monitors the markets with uh, chain link keepers every two seconds. So it also has the ability to deconstruct a strategy like that, protecting your position. That's exciting. The way I explained it to people when I walked away is essentially your staking rewards that you're earning on this platform are investing into a, a, a property for you automated. Yep. And then that property is earning more and it's doing the same thing. So it has just this perfect compound loop. And, and I meant that if you guys can generally pull this shit off, that's going to be, <laughs> that's going to be epic, you know? And yeah, man, yes. it's, it sounds, it's really exciting for me. What blockchain are you guys using there? We're on the Polygon chain. Oh yeah. Because the gravity is there too. Yep. yep. Gravity finance on. Yeah, that's right. That makes sense. And uh, I guess like for everyone that's, you know, like what they're hearing and want to learn more, what's the best place they can catch be for real? Yeah, well, first and foremost, if anyone wants to buy a house and uh, use our lending, then go to b4finance.digital. Uh, you can find your forms there, submit one of those, and we can we can hook you up with some cash. Uh, secondly, if you want to just follow our, our progress, as I said, we've got a rapid development cycle that we're going through. We're looking to have the marketplace up within the next, you know, say six weeks. We've, we're already doing manual stuff in the background right now. The lending's live to the first fractionalized piece in November, retail piece next year, and we're just going to continue to release in stages. Um, be for real on LinkedIn, be for real official on LinkedIn, be for real official on Instagram and Facebook. In respect to reaching out to me, I'm always happy to have a chat to anyone. You can find me on LinkedIn, Todd Pierce. And yeah, if anyone's got any questions, reach out, have a chat. As you can see, I can I can yap, right? I've got it from my mum. <laughs> but the mouth of the South, baby. <laughs> 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 oh, mate, this is awesome. Uh, well, you know, we've learned a lot just in this short-term chat. I guess um, yourself unpacking B for Real and B for Real Finance and everything else that's to come, mate. Just want to yeah, thank you for coming aboard and sharing the story. And again, 
big big shout out uh, as Tommy sort of said for you guys sort of running with it in the space and really kicking ass really like there's nothing else really even close to what you guys are trying to do in the Aussie space if not in the world at the moment so it's really cool yeah yeah I agree much congrats thank you Thank you so much for joining us for today's show. If you liked it, don't forget to head over to the gram and join us at Tapping Into Crypto. And before we finish up, just a general disclaimer that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. And the opinions on this podcast belong to individuals and are not affiliated with any companies mentioned. Any advice is general in nature and does not take into account your own personal situation. If you're looking to get advice, please seek out the help of a licensed financial advisor. We'll talk to you soon. 